Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Logan campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world. Dearly Father, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. God, we thank you for what you're doing in our church. But God, in these few moments, we have time to gather this morning. Holy Spirit, I invite you now to speak into our lives, to stir our lives, to move our lives. God, to remind us of how wonderful and marvelous and incredible you are and all that you've got in store for our lives if we just lay our lives in your hands. So speak to now and minister to now into our lives in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Yesterday, I had the privilege of standing before one of the young couples in our church as they became husband and wife. Uh, And it was an incredible day. And we all love invitations. I remember getting the invitation to their wedding. And this week, uh, or actually a couple of weeks ago, Jude came home from school one day. And as he arrived home from school, he went to his bag and he pulled out a bit of paper and he goes, Dad, look what I've got. Look what I've got. And I'm like, what is it, Jude? And he goes, it's an invitation. It's an invitation. And he had to stop and think about which friend it was at school. And he, went, and he, and he said the little, his little friend's name. And, and over the next week leading up to the birthday party, I reckon I saw that same invitation 10 or 15 times as he kept pulling it out and showing us because he was so excited that he had an invitation to one of his little friend's birthday parties at school. You see, no matter how old we are or how young we feel, Every one of us love receiving invitations, don't we? Whether it's a shiny envelope like this to a, to a, a wedding or an engagement party or something like that, or whether it's a colourful, whether it's a colourful birthday invitation to a kid's birthday party or a, a baby shower or whatever it might be, every single one of us love receiving invitations, don't we? We love getting it in the mail. We love someone slipping it into our hands and having that moment. And I was, I was thinking about it this week going, why do I love getting invitations? Why do I love receiving a little shiny envelope or a big colourful uh, piece of paper with, with my name or my family's names on it, one of my kids' names on it, and an invitation to something? And I was thinking about it going, the reason I love invitations is because they make each one of us feel special. They make us feel loved. And we, we all know what it's like to be on an invitation list. You know that moment when we realize that we got invited and we, we, we realize at that point we feel accepted and we feel loved and we feel valued and we, we, we realize that we are significant and special to someone else, that we are included, that we are important to someone. You see, an invitation is an expression of love and friendship. Today we start a brand new series across Gateway called Invitations from Jesus. And we're going to look at at a bunch of different invitations, remarkable and incredible invitations that Jesus offers every single one of us everywhere and at all times. We're going to look at some of the most remarkable and incredible invitations that Jesus can give us. 
But I don't know about you, but as we reflect on 2020, we realize that 2020 has been a year like no other in, in, the, in the existence of planet Earth. You know, we've, we've all experienced trauma in our lives and we've at times felt like life is spinning out of control. We've all felt the sense of, of loss of safety and security in the world that we know it. We, we've all been affected by some way this year by what has happened around us. And we've all felt and experienced fear and anxiety and we've all felt and experienced loneliness and disconnection financial instability, loss of the freedoms that we once upon a time enjoyed. And we've realized that there's been dysfunctions in our relationships, doubts in our faith, and fears in our hearts that have been exposed over this year. You see, at no other point in history has it felt like life has really become almost like a little bit of a burden. I mean, we've got 24-hour news channels. I think I, I heard a news report the other day, which is funny because it was a news report on news, uh, talking about there's like 7 million different news channels around planet Earth. You know, and most of them are on 24-7. And then we have social media, and it's, it's, it's continually bombarding us, and we're continually aware of the tragedies and of the disasters that are happening around our globe. And the media is skillful at sharing stories that capture our hearts and imaginations. In fact, psychologists are suggesting that we suffer from a chronic compassion and empathy fatigue. See, there's no rest from the ding of the notifications that pop up on our phone, is there? Of the, this event or that thing that's happening, or this is going on, or that's going on around us. And we scroll through comparisons and the pressures of expectations, and we're contactable 24-7, and there's often no room to rest. And I reckon if you're anything like me this year, there's been so many times where I have felt tired and weary with everything going on. I don't know if you've heard of a name by the name, an author and a counselor, John Eldridge. But he, he wrote a quote or made a statement. He said this, you were never meant to be subject to an insane pace of life with no downtime, to being, to being over-connected in technology and to being subject to the heartache of the entire world. It's tired. We're tired. And it's wearing everybody out. And if you've ever... If you've been like me this year, there's been moments in my life where in the midst of everything going on around us, that I've asked the question, God, what are you doing? God, what are you doing in the midst of all of this? God, what are you doing in the midst of crisis after crisis? God, what are you doing in the midst of conflict after conflict? God, what are you doing in the midst of chaos and frustration and peer, uh, sorry, fear and peer and, 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 and fear? And exhaustion. I mean, how many of us have really felt like God's kind of taken the hourglass and he's kind of tipped it on its side and it seems like everything has stopped? Are you anything like me this morning? And so this morning as we launch this series, I'm actually launching and we're looking at one of the invitations that Jesus offers. And it's the invitation to rest. 
See, a few years ago, many of you know this story, but a few years ago, I was serving in another church and, 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 and God was doing some incredible things. We were having a whole lot of fun. We were seeing a whole lot of great things happen through our lives. And then one morning, sitting in my quiet time, felt God call us to come and plant a church in Logan. And, and so many of you know this story. And so me being the person that I am, I was like, all right, we're done, let's quit. And so I quit and we finished up. And two years later, we eventually launched this campus. And in the last two years, we have seen God do exceedingly above more than we could have possibly dreamed or imagined. As we've seen and witnessed and been part of what God has done here. And so a lot of you know that part of the story. But the part of the story that most of you don't know is, is a story that happened a week after I resigned in our church. And I, and I remember walking into our bathroom one morning getting ready for a day, uh, washing cars. And I remember walking to my bathroom and looking in the mirror. And I was tired. And I remember looking in the mirror and I remember reflecting. And as I looked at myself in the mirror, I realized that I had nothing left to give. I was dry. I was barren. I had nothing left to offer. I mean, I could say all the right things. I could say them and kind of maybe somewhat convince you to think, it, make it sound like I, I had more energy than I did. But deep down inside, have you ever seen one of those, those Western movies? You know, you know the, the old Western movies that happen on a Sunday afternoon and you see the picture of a dirty and a dusty street and there's kind of like old buildings along the line and there's no one in the street. There's not a cow, there's not a horse, there's nothing in the street except for like those, those troughs that at some point someone's going to get shot and they're going to fall in, you know those ones, yeah? And, 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 and all I could see was, was a picture of this Western Street with no one there. And all of a sudden, as I watched, it was like a tumbleweed just kind of blew down the street. And as I reflected on that, I went, to be honest, that's what my life felt like. It was dry. It was barren. And it was like all, kind of, all I could see and experience was like tumble, tumbleweeds just blowing through my heart. See, I was tired and I was burnt out. And I don't know where you are this morning, but maybe you understand a little bit of what that moment was like for me, what that season was like for me. Maybe, dare I say, for you this morning, you can empathize and you go, actually, you know what, this morning, that's exactly where I am. And I felt like all this week as I'm preparing and planning for today. I felt like what the Holy Spirit wanted to say to each one of us this morning, that there is hope. See, as I reflected on that two years of, of the gap between finishing a job and holding on to what God had promised and what God had called us to do and yet hadn't seen it come to fruition, as I reflected on God, how did I find myself in this place with tumbleweeds like blowing through the soul and my heart and my, my mind of my life? I recognized there was one word that probably summed it all up so well, and it was the word Distraction. You see, I found myself in the busyness of ministry and life with, with three kids and lots going on and lots of great things and busy and stuff at church and stuff at home. And, you know, I was, I was, I was coaching my son's cricket team. We were doing all of these different things and I was really, really busy. And in the midst of it, I discovered that distractions had crept into my life. 
and it got in the, the way of my walk with God. And it also got in the way of me being able to stop and rest. What I discovered is that distractions are the enemy of rest. I recognize that going through this season, how difficult and how long it took me to walk myself, walk myself and get myself out of that place. And see, we all know that distraction is the enemy of rest because 2020 could also be called not just the year of COVID, but the year of distraction. A year where everything has caught our minds and our hearts and our emotions. And if you're honest with yourself this morning, I would suggest that a lot of us are just tired. But this week I was having a coffee with one of the, one of the guys from our campus. And we're reflecting on this year and we're laughing together and talking about what has happened this year. And then he reminded me of something that happened at the beginning of the year. Now, let me rewind a little, bit a little bit further than the beginning of this year. At the end of, or sort of about this time last year, we, as, a, as, a, as a campus pastor, as a senior leadership team, we've been praying about, God, what's the word that you want for our church for 2020? And, and so we felt God very clearly as a board of elders and all the way through, very clearly sent one word over our church for this year. And, and as we walked into this year, we began the year with a series all about this one word. And before COVID was even a word, before, before uh, when we all coughed and sneezed over each other and no one thought anything of it, before masks were a fashion accessory in the clothing that we wear, the word that God has spoken over our church was his word's presence. And, and as, as Thomas and I were sitting talking and grabbing coffee, we reflected on the word presence. The God had, the beginning of the year, God had been calling us to remember, remember again that, that God is present with us wherever we are. And God is not just present when we're in a church, when we're able to worship together. God is not just present when we're able to be with one another. That God is actually present with us wherever we go in life, no matter how confined we feel we might be as we reflected on how great our God is at the start of this year he said I want you to remember before anything else broke out that the thing I want I wanted us to remember is that God is present with us in Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 8 it says this the Lord goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Do not, be, do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. Do you know what I love about God's word? That, that verse in a variety of different languages and versions is the same sentiments, the same idea is repeated itself over a hundred times from Genesis through the Revelation. That God knows that we will forget. That God knows that we will be struck with fear. We'll be filled with anxiety. We'll be filled with uncertainty and isolation. And yet God knows those things. And so over a hundred times through His Word, wants to remind us again that He is there with us wherever we go. That He'll be there with us. 
He was there for us, that he will never leave us, that he will never forsake us. And so then let's not be afraid and do not be discouraged. Church, how good, how good is our God? Before all of everything of 2020 broke out, he wanted to remind us of his presence. And he wanted us to remember that he will always be with us, whether we can be with other people or not. When we couldn't gather together as a church, when we weren't allowed to be in each other's presence, God is still present with us no matter where we are. So this morning we're going to look at a couple of verses from Matthew chapter 11. Verse 28, but while you fight in your Bibles, I I just want to give you a little bit of context of what was happening in this particular passage. Uh, Matthew chapter 11 comes after Matthew chapter 10. Uh, Great observation, Dave. Yeah, okay. Uh, And so what is happening here is Jesus is talking to his disciples, but he's not just talking to his disciples, but he's actually, uh, John the Baptist has sent his disciples, his little posse, his little crew to go and see this Jesus and hear from him. And so Jesus is standing in front of a group of people just like this, his disciples and the disciples of John. And the question you're asking yourself was, where was John? Well, in verse 2, It tells us where John was. John was in prison. John was in isolation. John was in the middle of loneliness. John was in the middle of fear. John was in the middle of anxiety. John was in the middle of a place that he never wanted to find himself or thought himself he would ever be in. John was in a place of discouragement. John was in a place of emptiness. John was in a place of loneliness. John was in a place of weariness. And John was in a place of tiredness. And Jesus comes to his disciples and he comes to the disciples of John knowing where their master is. And he says to them some words to take back to John the Baptist. And so this morning I'm just going to read these couple of verses, 28 through 30, from the Passion Translation. It's a verse that many of you have heard before, and so I want to read it from a different translation to hopefully shed some new light for you this morning. And it says this, Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me, and I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways, and you'll discover that I am gentle, Humble and easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me for all that I require. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. This morning, Jesus offers an invitation to each one of us. No matter how weary, no matter how tired, no matter how worn out, no matter how scared, no matter how anxious, no matter how isolated, how empty or lonely you might feel this morning. Jesus offers an invitation to us, not based on what we have or haven't done, so that we can never be disqualified from it, but an offer of an invitation given out of grace and a free gift.
the challenge which a sermon like Jesus offers an invitation of rest is this. I could give us all Dave's top 10 tips to rest more. But I'm tired trying to come up with Dave's top 10 tips to rest more. And then guess what? how you feel? You feel like you've got another top 10 tips that you need to try and incorporate into your life this week. And now I've just made your life even more busy and even more crazy. And now you carry more guilt because you're not implementing all Dave's top 10 tips on how to rest more. And now you're just going to beat yourself up a little bit more. And then you're going to get to the end of the week and you're more anxious, more worried, more tired, more weary, more everything else because I didn't implement Dave's top 10 tips to rest more. So you know what I'm not going to do this morning? We're not going to get any Dave's top 10 tips. In fact, what I felt like the Holy Spirit wanted to do simply this morning. So we're going to do something a little bit different. I felt the Holy Spirit wanted to offer rest this morning. And as the team comes up this morning, as I've been praying and seeking God all this week and for the week before, going, God, what do you want to do? As you offer an invitation to every one of us to rest. God, our lives are busy and there's so much going on and there's so many things and there's so many events and there's so many of everything else. And God, we are busy and we are tired and we are a little bit worn out. Felt like the Holy Spirit this morning is just asking us, will you rest and will you receive? So this morning as the team begins to play, I'm going to ask you a question question of where you're at this morning and how your life is. And the question is this, are you weary? Are you burdened? Are you worried? Are you anxious? Are you weighed down by the decisions that you have to make? Because Jesus this morning invites you to come and rest. Are you weary? Are you burdened? Are you worried? Are you anxious? Are you weighed down by decisions that you've got to make? This morning, God offers you rest. So in these moments we gather together, As the Holy Spirit begins to breathe life and rest and refreshment into you. See, part of my journey of getting out of the place that I'd found myself in was a moment just like this at church where I just I came to God in all honesty and went, God, this is where I'm at. God, and I'm dry and I'm barren and I've been doing stuff for you, but I've got to just feel like the tumbleweeds of life are blowing through. And I remember it was a moment like this in a service where I just felt the Holy Spirit begin to breathe into my life. Began to breathe rest. Began to breathe dreams again. Began to dream, breathe hope again into my life. So this morning, now, I don't know, I don't want to script how you want to respond to this. Maybe you want to stand with outraged hands and say, God, this is where I'm at. Now, you might not have been burnt out like me, but you might just be a little bit tired or anxious or worried. Maybe you want to kneel and say, God, I just, you need to, God knows 
what's going on. Maybe you just want to sit and you just want to reflect. However it is that you want to respond to God this morning. See, the Holy Spirit is here and He wants to minister. The Holy Spirit's here this morning and He wants to breathe life and hope and rest. But I'm going to read some Bible verses over us. The team's going to sing the song Amazing Grace. And what I want us to do this morning with open hearts and ears to hear from the Holy Spirit. Just let Him this morning minister. There's nothing I can do to help us rest. There's no magic I can give. Dave's top 10 tips. But actually allow the Holy Spirit to do what He can only do. Matthew 11, come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. 1 Peter 5 says, cast all of your anxieties on him, because He cares for you. Mark 6 says, Come away with me to a quiet place and rest a while. Galatians 6 says, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Come to me. Come to me. All who are weary, all who are burdened, and I give you rest. Out of God's amazing, rejecting the expectations of constant distractions, business, productivity, people pleasing take on his yoke. Jesus invites us to trust and rest in him in uncertain times. He invites us to cast our fears and anxiety in our hearts on him because he cares for us. He invites us to share our burdens as we live in community with one another. He invites us to spend time in His presence as He is present with us. Jesus invites us. When we're tired and when we're weary, Jesus invites us to rest in His presence. He invites us to rest in here. As I felt this week, as I felt God just call us to rest and receive, He also called us to do one more thing. See, one of the things that I recognize that, that I had got distracted by everything else going wrong. And, and I remember there was a moment where I actually needed to come to God and I actually needed to repent and say, God, I'm sorry for 
things. Revelations 2 talks about losing my first love. God, I'm sorry for the moments where I've got distracted and I've got busy and with things going on. And, and they were good things. They weren't necessarily bad things, but I got distracted. And there's a moment where I just had to come before a holy God and say, God, God, I'm sorry. God, I repent. I come back to you wholeheartedly again. God, I come back to you and say, God, I need to receive and I need to rest. But God, this morning, I need to repent. This morning, what do you need to do? You know, there's no judgment here. But you need to repent. You need to come back to God this morning. God, I got distracted. God, we've all got distracted this year because this year, like no other before, has been a year of distraction. God, we need to shift our attention and move our focus back to your amazing grace. What do you need to do this morning? You know, as the team sings those, uh, those, those words, amazing grace. The grace that God offers. Do you need to come back to the Father whose arms are so open wide? A God who offers amazing and abundant So I invite us all this morning, I've prepared a prayer that's going to be up on the screen. And I want to encourage you this morning, let's pray this prayer from a heartfelt place. Expressing to our God of where we're at and yet where we want to be. So why don't we, why don't we I was about to say sing, you can sing it if you want, but why don't we pray this prayer together. Lord, we lay before you the anxieties and fear in our hearts and we seek your rest for our souls. We choose to spend time in your presence, listening to your voice, trusting in your love for us. Rest. This morning, God wants you just to receive from Him. There's one last invitation that Jesus always gives. It's an invitation that is on offer for every one of us. Always will be. It's from the very heart of a father who deeply and desperately loves his kids. It's an invitation that he would go to the ends of the earth and beyond. It's an invitation that God offers every one of us. A God who flung the stars into space. The perfect Son of God extends a personal invitation to every single one of us and invites us into a significant relationship with Him. 
Jesus' invitation speaks of love. It speaks of a care for us. And He wants to be close with us. He wants to be part of our lives. Jesus' invitation is always good. Jesus' invitation is always to a fuller, to a healthier and the bestest life possible. My son was given a little invitation that looked like this, to a birthday party that lasted a couple of hours. We are all given an invitation that looks like this, that will last for the rest of eternity. So this morning, I just invite everyone just to close your eyes for a moment. A moment between you and God because you and you alone know where you are. And that there's a heavenly Father who also knows where you are and He's holding out His hand with arms open wide, full of amazing grace directed towards you with an invitation. Will you say yes to Jesus? So this morning I ask you, will you offer, will you take up this invitation to simply say yes? This morning, if that's you, can I just invite you to shoot your hand up for a moment so that we can celebrate with you, we can pray with you, we can cheer you on like so many have already done in our church over this last two years. But it's a new season for you and it's a new season as God offers you a brand new invitation. Dearly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your invitation. God, that it's an invitation that makes us feel loved and valued and accepted and included to the offer of the invitation of new life. But God, it's also the offer and the opportunity to rest in you. Thank you for these moments we can gather together. Lord, the moments where you were able to speak life, hope, and rest. So no matter what we face this week, we stand rested. We stand full of hope again with our faith firmly found and eyes fixed on you. God, thank you that you're always with us, that you are always for us, that you will never leave us, that you will never forsake us. And therefore, we do not doubt. And therefore, God, we will not be discouraged by what life throws at us in the uncertain times we find ourselves because you stand firm in our lives and we stand firm in you. God, thank you for your incredible, remarkable grace that you offer each one of us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If you've made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to encourage you on your journey. Help us help you by going to gatewaybaptist.com.au and clicking on Get Connected.